0: one of the greatest things that God has given us as Christians is his word. There's a promise in Psalms 12 verses six and seven that says that God's words are pure and he will keep them from generation to generation. That's a promise that he's going to supernaturally keep his word. Plus, we have all the thousands of manuscripts. 24,000 total manuscripts of the New Testament, 5,000 Greek manuscripts of the New Testament, and the very detailed manuscripts of the Old Testament, which all give us confidence that when we're studying the Word of God, we are studying what God has given to us. Today, I want us to take a look at some scriptures about how the Word of God works in our lives. Hi, this is Robert Furrow and welcome to Hot Topics. If you're new here, consider liking, subscribing, and ringing the bell, sharing, so you can get all of our new content. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. I want to cover a few scriptures that give us the idea as to what the Word of God is in our lives and how it works. First, 2 Timothy 3.16, which says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness. It goes on to say that we could be thoroughly equipped. What a great promise for God's word that everything that we need for life and for godliness comes from the word of God. It doesn't mean that all truth is in God's word, but it certainly means that the truth that we need for life and godliness to be able to get into heaven to be able to live our lives here as God wants us to live it are found in the pages of Scripture. And if we don't know the word of God, then we are missing out on a lot. The next passage is in Romans 15 verse four. It says for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction. God gave us the entire word of God. So in all kinds of different ways, he could instruct us on how he wants us to live and how we can live for him in a strong, bold way. It goes on to say that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scripture, we might find hope. And I love this passage out of Romans. Romans ten seventeen says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ or by the word of God. That is that when we read God's word and then we can put our trust in it, our faith, when we read what God says and we say I'm going to do that, that is bringing faith into our lives. Faith is the action of following through on what God's word says. It's not that we've got some kind of faith container inside of us that the more we read, the more faith we get. The more we read, the more promises we know, and we can put our trust in the promises that God has given us. Isaiah 55:11 says, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish what I have purposed. I shall secure it. The thing for which I sent it. God sends out his word for a purpose, and even today, when we are reading those words that were long written down, we find ourselves on the receiving end of what God wants to accomplish because we know that God's word is alive. In Matthew 24 35, Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. That's how sure it is and why we can read something from so long ago that means so much to us. Oftentimes in the scriptures, we're taught that they are something kind of pithy, something that we can read and and get encouragement on and live a better life on. But really what they teach us is what God wants from us and how we can live a life for him, for his glory and for the work that he's called us to do. Hebrews 4 12 through 14 tells us of the power of this word. It says for the word of God is living and active sharper than any two edged sword piercing to the division of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow and discerning the thoughts and intents of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but are all naked and exposed to the eyes of whom we must give an account. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. What a great promise that as we look unto Jesus, that we know that his word is alive and it actually works inside of our hearts and it's able to get in to where we can't even possibly imagine when we take time to go to church and listen to a Bible study, to read God's word, to memorize scripture, to study something we're interested in. God's word gets inside of us and begins to do its work because it's alive. Psalms 119 105 says your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When we don't know where we're going, when we feel like we're in darkness, when we're looking for direction, we turn to God's word and we're able to get the direction that we need to be able to traverse the difficulties that life has the tough roads. We can rely upon what we find in the pages of scripture. Jeremiah 23 29 is an interesting one. It says is not my word fire declares the Lord, like a hammer that breaks rocks to pieces. There's such power with God's word that it's like a hammer that can break solid rocks to pieces. No wonder it's so effective at doing the work that God wants in our lives. Word of God is so important that in Matthew four, four, Jesus said to Satan, when he was tempted, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God, it is actually our spiritual food, our spiritual substance. God's word is so incredibly rich. Oftentimes people can act like, Oh, I've read what God's word has to say. And it's just not that deep and not that meaningful but I found that God's word is deeper and more meaningful than you could ever even begin to imagine. Jeremiah 1516 says your words were found. I ate them and your words became to me joy and a delight of my heart. I am called by your name. O Lord, God of hosts. Jeremiah said that he had found God's word and he ate them. He actually brought them into his life. The Bible tells us to be not just hearers of the word only, but doers of the word. Revelation tells us that blessed is everyone who does the words that are found in it as we take action and begin to do God's word as we approach it, saying, Lord, I want to know what your word says and what you want from me with the desire to be obedient to them. There's such a strength there. And God does so many things inside of us and around us, even touching the lives of people that we come into contact with. I love also John 5:39, where Jesus says to the Pharisees, You search the scriptures because you think in them you find eternal life. And these are they that bear witness about me. The entire scriptures, the Old and the New Testament are about the Messiah, about Jesus, the Messiah, him coming to this earth, Isaiah 53 as the suffering Messiah, giving his life for us. And the more we study God's word, the more we learn about who Jesus is and the more in love we fall with him. Psalms one, one through three tells us how you and I can live the blessed life. Literally in the Hebrew, it's the word for happy. It says blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And then it becomes positive. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in this law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, whose leaves don't wither. And whatever he does prospers. When you and I study God's word and learn what God wants, it brings success, not success to what we're doing. But as we begin to do what God wants us to do, and we're looking for that direction. Now God is giving us success and we are prospering. I'll end with this one and compare it to Genesis chapter one in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And we see back in Genesis one that God speaks the world into existence. It's interesting when you think about Jesus as the word of God, and you think about the healings that he did. He told a man to stretch out his hand and he did. He told a paralytic to get up and pick up his bed and go home. And he did. He told a blind man to wash his eyes out in the pool of Siloam. He went and did it and he was healed. Jesus spoke the word and with the word was the power to be able to do the things they were told to do. And I believe that God's word is like that. When we read God's word and we're told that we're to do something in the command is the power to be able to do those things. No wonder it's so important for us to meditate on the word of God day and night and become that tree that is planted by the rivers of water.